Hi, I'm Meredith. And I'm Kristen, and we'd like to welcome you to the writer's story. It is the hot, hot heat of summer now, and um, we are excited to be back on the podcast. We had a little bit of a break. I wouldn't actually call it a break. A break from podcasting uh, in June, and Kristen was that's right off looking after parents (laughs) yes yes life life got in there and it's all good but yep I got to spend June with family in Minnesota where I grew up Duluth right at Tip Lake Superior and um during the course of that I was able to be present and with my mom as she eased into this great transition, which is death. And um, it was a really rich time for me to be able to uh, sort of be quiet, be with her and my dad and um, do a lot of just being still. So not writing. A little bit of journaling here and there, but just really appreciating this life that we have the privilege to experience in all sorts of different ways. So I am grateful to you, Meredith, for giving me the grace of the time to just invest in that experience. And I um, am happy to be back and feeling refreshed and finally got back into a little bit of my own revising writing recently back here in Charlottesville. Yeah. And how about you, Meredith? Now, where are you with your writing? So yeah, June was a little hectic, more hectic than I thought, or maybe I just really needed a break. So I had very ambitious plans. In May, I finished a first draft of my newest thriller. And I like to give them a little time I call it to cook so I put it away and then I can come back to it sort of more with fresh eyes uh and so I decided I was going to go back and I was going to revise a YA mystery that I uh, wrote originally many years ago and never got sort of above uh 40,000 words I sort of had a basic I had a good beginning and then I kind of knew what I was going to end and I and I sort of lost the thread at some point so I thought, well, I'm going to give my, I'm going to do a Kristen and I'm going to give myself June to whip this into shape. <laughs> and, uh, and that didn't really happen. So June became also July, but I am up to, I think, 54,000 words on it. And I've added a lot of stuff and I feel like it's a little more complete now, but I think it still has a little ways to go. So I would like to take it across the finish line, I think. So I'm going to spend a little more time on it. And then the thriller is always waiting for me when I'm ready. But I think it's also good to take a couple of months after finishing a first draft uh, to get a little distance. Uh, and also, I'm a little scared of that uh, thriller because it's so complicated. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Hall of Mirrors thriller. Yes. I love it, though. A story within the story within the story. That's so. yes, exactly. And, uh, so yeah. yeah, so so that's kind of where I am. I'm picking. I'm heading off on my second vacation in a couple weeks. I just came back from the mountains where I had a lovely time, and I did do some writing, but not completely all the time. Did lots of other stuff, which I think is 
good in the summer to slow down. Yes. Yep. Well, I think of you, Meredith, with these multiple projects and our guest I'm so excited about, Kathy Erskine is going to be joining us uh, in a little while. Kathy, uh, we love as a fellow writer here in the area. And to any regular listeners, she is our very first podcast guest and incredibly patient with us as we tried to learn how to podcast. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, so that that she would come back and join us again is just another example of her great generosity. <laughs> yes, yes. And it has nothing to do with us. It is really that she is. Kathy is a beautiful human being. <laughs> exactly. Yes. And many of you may know Kathy from her, for, from her extraordinary writing. She is an incredible author. She's written um, many books acclaimed for young readers, including the National Book Award winner, Mockingbird. Um, And in these stories, she just really uh, runs the gamut of emotion. And also always, I think readers come away with a sort of encouragement in their own lives. Just super cool. Um, She also offers um, workshops, customizable workshops, if folks out there are writers and want it tap into that. Kathy Erskine, check it out. And um, so exciting. And the reason we're tell- actually talking to her today is that she wrote a mystery. Yes. And when her agent, who does not cover um, adult books, uh, did not want to take it on, uh, in the end, she decided to self-publish. And so we're super excited to talk to her about what that was like. Yeah, yeah. And crossing genres. I mean, having this incredible brand, if you will, uh, in writing one a, a kind of book or for a certain demographic, and then to, you know, break away from that and try and do something else. Um, what all that is like. So anyway, I'm, I'm super excited to talk to Kathy tonight. So let's call her up. Hi, Kathy. Hi. Thanks for joining us this evening. Oh, thanks for having me again. Exactly. (laughs) Circling back to podcast episode number one. (laughs) You'll always be our number one, Kathy. (laughs) And as long as you keep releasing books, we'll just have to keep having you back to talk. (laughs) My pleasure. (laughs) Just so awesome. And our our, um, listeners can't see, but Kathy and I, are twinsing with our glasses today and a lot of times I don't yes. always wear the aqua blue but it's some of my favorites <laughs> it's a good luck it's a good luck yes. it's my favorite too yeah awesome well um I'm sure some of our listeners know you from your your YA and your children's um what made you just decide that you were going to write a adult mystery I just write the story that comes to me and I have ideas of stories that fit different age groups and I just thought, well, why not? I'm just going to go ahead and write it. I've written several adult novels, one of which Kristen has kindly plotted through. So much fun. (laughs) Oh, it was just like giving me nice feedback. Uh, So um, this one I felt was 
probably in the best shape. So I would test the waters by going ahead and just putting this one out there. I also felt in this current climate, it feels like getting something published is difficult uh, with a, a variety of issues. So the, the whole pandemic that wreaked havoc with everything, but then the book banning, which at least for children's literature is an obstacle. Um, and why not just feel like I'm making some progress and <laughs> making something happen by put it out there. So can you tell us a little bit more about that, um, that just putting it out there? So actually I have a whole bunch of questions. Another one is back <laughs> to the, back to the, when you have an idea, you want to like, you have an idea for a story or an idea for a story comes to you and you write that. Can you say a little more about like how, how much of the idea needs to be fleshed out for you to just go ahead and decide this is the story I'm going to write? Because I'm guessing you have like a million ideas. Yeah, too many, too many to ever write. So uh, I focus on the people, the characters, but I think of them as people. And uh, it's the ones who are strongest and keep talking to me and don't let me let go of the story that I keep coming back to. And I think, okay, I'm going to have to put this one down. I've got to write it out and uh, let these characters come alive. Cool. And then, I don't know, Meredith, maybe you can better articulate this other question about getting it, like moving into this decision to just put it out there and then how you did that. You have to pick, you picked a pen name, right? Yes. Yes, I did that. And, uh, and uh, the, the process really, I just you know, went on, I, I Googled deciding to figure out how I wanted to do this. And really Amazon seemed like the easiest. And so I just used that process. And then I did go ahead and get uh, an ISBN number just because that's helpful to have. And if it's ever gonna get out in a bookstore or something, or just be put in, uh, the books in print publication so people can find it. It's a, a good idea to have that. And uh, I got a copyright. Actually, you can get a group of, I think it was 10 ISBNs. Maybe it was even more than that. Just in, in one application, you just get a whole bunch. And, huh. and you can assign it to other books or other versions of the book that you're, you've written. And same with the copyrights, you can get 10 uh, for $85. It's really not that much. And then, uh, then you've got that. It's not so much protection because legally it's still your, your product, even if you don't purchase a copyright, but I just think it looks more professional and you're more serious about your work. If you go ahead and, and go through, jump through those hoops. And when you say 10 copyrights and so on, that's, you just need one copyright per book, right? Correct. Correct. And you've got 10. So by a group of 10, which is quite cheap. And then I just went ahead and put several of my adult novels in the application so that I would get uh, all of them. And uh, so you could have up to 10. They just have to be similar works. 
you know, all literature or all film or whatever. Gotcha, gotcha. So you didn't have and, to send in the actual manuscript. Um, oh, actually you do. Yes, that is. So you can't do it if you're you know, just thinking about writing this book. At the end of the application, you do have to attach the actual manuscript. Yeah. Okay. Cool. And so are you, so these are all adult novels? Yes. Yeah. And will they all have the same pen name? Yes. Now that I've come up with a pen name, still struggling with those initials at the beginning, but the name itself, um, I I think I will use on all of them because I, I am going to continue to write for kids. I mean, that is my main uh, career and the the main thing I want to do and most of the stories that come to me are for for kids or teens so I'm going to continue with that and just so as not to cause confusion or anything I'm just going to stick with one pen name for the adult books uh, not that there is anything off color in my adult books at all, which is why it was so hard to get an agent. We love your writing, but there's like no sex or violence or anything. Oh, <laughs> so sobering. <laughs> oh, so we can't sell this unless they're really bad or hard. Oh, yeah. So um, I wanted to go back for a minute because I think we just skipped over kind of what your book was <laughs> the plot so yeah. could you tell us um the title of the book if you're comfortable sharing and your pen name and then sort of a little bit about your characters and your what your story is about sure it is called compounding solutions because it is set in a compounding pharmacy so it's kind of a double entendre the solutions to the mystery and uh and i i actually took a pharmacy tech class series of classes to the point where I it, it took the exam to become a pharmacy tech because I get carried away with my research <laughs> I, I really wanted to know as much as possible so I could be authentic in my writing and uh, it was a lot of fun so I learned about you know compounding pharmacies and uh, HIPAA and all of that and um the main character also is on the spectrum um, as my daughter is. My my goal was actually to like write this with my daughter and that didn't quite work out, but she has vetted it and uh, approved of it. So, um, and would like it to be a series, which I would too. So we'll Good. see. Fine. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, this young woman has taken over her father's position in the pharmacy. She's recently lost him and uh, she is kind of awkward and she, her assistant, it becomes this precocious granddaughter of one of her patients or clients. And then there's also a, um, a lawyer who's heavily involved because she's, of course, accused of the murder herself and of the theft of opioids, which is how it kind of begins. So um, none of which she's done. She does have some other sticky finger issues, but not anything <laughs> that would be a felony. Or so. so wait a minute, you just dropped the murder part in. Um, 
and we don't want to no spoilers here because where we don't want to tell anyone what happens in a way that would spoil the book but okay so is there a murder at the beginning and she's accused also of this murder yes very very quickly maybe the within the first few chapters there's also a a, a murder so wow <laughs> that sounds fun that sounds really it does fun. sound fun. And where did you set the book? It is in small town Virginia, and there are references to UVA. And, <laughs> and so, oh wait, I'm gonna sue. <laughs> I'm no, UVA in a good light. Her oh, dad okay. graduated from UVA and, oh, and okay. Okay. left a legacy scholarship there, and also it's it's a positive thing. <laughs> so I'm trying to guess if it's um, possibly a. A family-run pharmacy that we might know of. <laughs> of course it's not. Well, not exactly. Not. It wasn't modeled on a particular one, although there really is only like one compound, small compounding pharmacy in Charlottesville, but that it's not meant to be that, that one. Okay, good, good, good. <laughs> no losses. So what have you felt has been the reaction? Because I do feel that, you know, some people, like Colleen Hoover, obviously she self-published and woo, her career took off. But a lot of people, it feels like maybe they have a hard time finding an audience at first, especially if they just have one book. Mm -hmm. have you felt, what have you felt the reaction has been or your sales or anything like that? Has it been? Yeah, it's hard to know. It's so soon because it's it hasn't been out very long. Um, maybe last month I put it out. So I really don't know. Uh, how it's going to progress or what's going to happen plus i'm terrible at marketing myself you know i was just talking with a neighbor we were walking our dogs and uh i happened to let this slip and she said oh you have something i didn't know you'd done that what's the name and you know, it's called compounding solution <laughs> but you don't have to read it you don't have to <laughs> It's like when I sold Girl Scout cookies. I would go to the door and say, hi, I'm selling Girl Scout cookies, but you don't have to buy any because they're really expensive. <laughs> <laughs> Your future sales. was not in sales. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, and this is a big part of it, right? Is I mean, I think yeah. doing something like this, you have to ask yourself, right, as an author, what do I want to get out of this? And if you're really eager to sell like a whole bunch of books, then you got to sign on to do all the marketing stuff. But if you're, this was a story that grabbed you and you wanted to tell it and you want to get it out there. Um, and then whatever happens, happens. That's another approach. It sounds like you may be falling into the latter camp a little bit more than the former. I am. I am. I, I just feel like this is a little sleeper book. And if some people read it and enjoy it, I, I, I hope they enjoy it. That'll be great. And I uh, expect it will only get sold by a word of, I would say word of mouth, word of other people's mouths, obviously not mine. But <laughs> <laughs> somebody likes it and says, oh, you should read this. Then that's great. That'll, that'll be fine with me. Yeah. So. Do you, do you, when you post some, when you do this, like through Amazon, I'm assuming you like give it some like keywords or something like that so that somebody yes. could like searching for, I don't know, whatever would be able right. to find it's not just in the great big soup of bazillions of books. Yeah. 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 So I did, you were allowed to pick, I think seven 
uh, keywords. So I think things like, uh, I think you didn't have to do cozy mystery because that was going to be attached to it anyway. But um, uh, I think I used autism because of the the main oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, pharmacy and uh, I think what was the word? It was something like clean or something because when I was looking up some of those cozy mysteries, that was one of the categories. It wasn't um, Christian, but clean, meaning, yeah, I guess, no sex. And like no me, sex no sex and violence. Well, so the, <laughs> so the um, since I write in the mystery genre, I can clarify. There's a lot of mysteries that have no sex and no bad language, but lots of violence. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, that's okay. Wow. <laughs> and then there's others that um, prefer to do the violence off off camera you know is what I would call it so it's someone might have been brutally murdered but when they but when they're just they don't get they don't describe it in every detail or anything Mm -hmm. like that so that you know people who don't who who just really want the mystery part rather than the like gore the gore exactly but I do think it is very funny how violence and sex and bag language are very much separated so there's plenty of people who love the violence but they don't want to hear anyone say a swear word or that is interesting yeah so there's a lot of different categories but yeah that's that sounds really that sounds really great i mean that you know hopefully you'll get people who are looking for those things or it may get associated with another book too Um, that's always helpful right one of my friends one of my friends had written um a um what is it? The what is it called? The courtroom courtroom thriller Drama. courtroom mm-hmm. thriller. I don't know. It was like a lawyer involved or whatever. And one of his friends showed him this thing, and it said it was like if you like John Grisham, you'll like Ken <laughs> Isaacson. And he was like, so his book just went, fling, you know, in wow. sales because it was being associated with a with a best-selling author and I don't know I'm sure Amazon has fixed all their algorithms now so that it doesn't accidentally do that without you paying them a lot of money (laughs) right (laughs) oh the early days the wild but I have to believe too that if this is if you do write a series if you write more along these lines that they will um snowball you know I would think people find one and then they're like wait a minute there's another one there's another one and um so I hope that that will well thank you and I I did um feel that at least it's unique because I uh I do read cozy mysteries and I don't know of any uh, with a pharmacist and certainly not a pharmacist on the spectrum you know they all have some kind of shtick like uh, bookstore owner or wedding planner or something like that, but cross pharmacists. So, and a pharmacist, what a great idea! Because and there are the doctor ones and the nurse ones, but a pharmacist is also seeing people in all sorts of different ways, and they have to be so. I'm assuming anyway. You could t- tell me this: what you learned in your class would I would think have to have the same kind of um, confidentiality 
and you have to pres- and you have to do that. You have to maintain that in the in the face of like a bunch of other people in the queue. I've always thought of that when I step up. I'm like, yeah, can I have my blood <laughs> yes. pressure medication? The first thing they always do is want you to bellow out your birthday, which I was like. <laughs> This is supposed that to be too. something you use to identify yourself, and now I'm supposed to be like, I'm like, oh, okay. You know, you feel like I just give it to you on a piece of paper, and you yeah. Look at it. exactly, yeah. yeah. Here's my social security number, and yeah, my it out. License and number. Then, let, me, let me now say my yeah credit card number. Right. That would be. I mean, it could be kind of funny to have a bar. Well, well also, anyway, we're giving. You know, you had mentioned the ideas for the next. <laughs> yeah. Well, Indeed. you had also mentioned opioids, and I think that um, yes, that pharmacists have become. Mm-hmm. You know, have been broken into and have had you know yeah. stick ups and stuff because people are trying to you know get certain drugs and they're desperate and yes. So it's been Definitely. quite. I mean. That's a little, maybe a little violent for your cozy series, but you know, it's kind of an interesting way in which it's become, and it's also become quite stressful and there are definitely under, um, you know, they have, they don't understaffed. Yes. Oh, definitely. And the way they all had to give everyone COVID shots and flu shots and stuff. And I always feel like very sorry when I go into CVS to do that because I feel like they're just really stressed out. Yes. I know. The last shot I thought that pharmacist said, I really, really hope they're going to combine the COVID and flu into one. So at least we'll have half the number of shots to give. (laughs) I said sorry. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it sounds super exciting. So do you think that your daughter might work on one of the subsequent books with you or are you just gonna kinda of roll with it? So you- That's possible. I mean I have an idea for the next one and maybe she'll have some ideas too. That would be that would be very fun. Cool. Does she have some pharmacy background or not? Well, she's a radiation tech, so she's had uh training in the medical field so yeah cool. yeah cool. cool and your other books are not mysteries no um one is i don't know how would you describe it Kristen? it's sort of like um a southern women's novel kind of thing i think yeah with quirky wonderfully quirky characters and that feeling you just feel like you want to be there you like these are people you want to ha- you want to hang out with these people and is it not so really in a fun small southern and... town so you could yes a small hang southern town <laughs> right yes. big 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 heart story with really beautiful people that i, I do I mean, with complicated they're they all got yeah. their own stuff and they're you know there's conf there is definitely conflict and they're <laughs> But I mean, but you just you just want to know them better, and you want to sit there at the little library, <laughs> yeah. the little free library they gather around. It's like cool. so great, <laughs> and grab a beverage from the cooler. Right, <laughs> oh, Thank you. it's just yeah. so charming. Yeah, and and also really engaging because again, it's not without conflict. It's not like everybody's just sitting around being nice and having lemonade mm-hmm. so um yeah i don't but i think yeah southern southern community that is um just 
it's got great guts and there's a real sweetness without it at being at all saccharine. Yeah. Thank you. I'm trying to remember the title of it, Kathy. Oh, I will save that for when I put it out. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe change it. I don't know, but I loved it. Yeah. Cool. And then the other one is set in Canada where I used to live in, in Newfoundland. So where I'll be going next week for another visit. So. Oh, great. Well, that's super fun. And so you really do think that you might want to just go ahead and uh, put them up eventually? I think I might. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, my friends in Canada who've read my my book, um, the, the Canadian one said, so so when is it coming out? And you know what it's like when people ask you that. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe never. So I sort of feel like, okay, it's out on Amazon. It's real now. Yeah, here's a link. Tell everyone to buy it. Yes. <laughs> Make them do the sales. I think that would be really good. Oh, yeah. Well, I have heard people who said that um it's easier to sell someone else's work. So they just do trade. Yes. They just trade I can with do somebody. that. They just trade with yeah. somebody. They're like, you, you write my synopsis and I'll write yours or... You know, yeah. Someone else pitch it for you. I like that idea a lot. Mm-hmm. It's a yeah. lot easier just to sing someone else's praise when you talk about your own book. Like, well, it has a lot of problems. Exactly. <laughs> right. exactly. I'm still revising it. <laughs> <laughs> and I can't stand yeah, it I'm anymore. I've read it so better. many times. I can't stand it anymore. <laughs> 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 so, yeah, I'm pretty bad at selling yeah. it too. <laughs> I am a much better promoter of other people's books, but yes, yes, yes. Well, it's super exciting. Um, did and did you tell us? Did you tell your pen name to people who want to? Oh, Lindisfarne, which is the name of the islands off the west coast of England. So, I picked that because I, uh, when I used to live there, I just thought that would be a cool name for an author. And I guess I thought about being an author ever since I was a little kid because. When I was 10, uh, I decided, or 11, maybe at my school in Scotland, that my first book would be dedicated to my headmistress, who, of course, died decades before I ever got a book out. So (laughs) that didn't happen. But then when I was thinking about those islands and initials, I thought, well, I'll just pick the initials of my school that I went to since I didn't get to do the, you know, dedication to my headmistress, uh, which I then promptly reversed when I put on the cover of the book. So <laughs> this is so great. Makes it unique, you know. That's right. Keep them guessing, Kathy. Just keep them guessing. It's like a hard to find your book. It's a first edition, you know, that everyone's like, oh my God, that one page that's reversed. (laughs) Compounding Solutions by, is it C.L. Lindisfarne? I think on the cover it says uh, G.S. Lindisfarne. Inside it is S.G. 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 G.S. I don't know where I got seal. G.S. And can you spell the last name? Yes, it is L-I-N-D-I-S-F-A-R-N-E. Excellent. Excellent. And will you put this information on your website for people? I have to figure out what to do about that because I have this website for my kids' books, so I should maybe do another one for... I think you should do another one, but I think you could link them. Yeah, that's a good point. And Especially then you could say for, a, for yeah. adult books, 
see, blah, da da. And then maybe you'd have some people who've, who've grown up reading your oh, books yes. or parents and they might check it out. Well, that's a very good idea. I think I'll do that. Thank that's you. my marketing advice for you today. Yes, it's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> but Great. I think that it, I think that it's better. I think that it, I think that a lot. You can also just look and see what other authors do. Obviously, Nora Roberts writes under J.D. Robb, but I think she might combine those, or she might at least have some kind of way to. I don't know. It depends on the yeah. author, but I think certain authors do different things. But I think you should sort of own your pen name and approach it like anything else. So some people get their own social media accounts with a pen name. Right. And then that right. pen name does, and then they can cross promote each other. That's oh. true. <laughs> so it's like your author promoting you and you promoting the other book or whatever. I don't know. So there's all sorts of things you can do, but I do find it very funny. So I will go, I, when I go to mystery um, conventions and stuff, I will sometimes have someone come up to me and be like, hi, and I'll look at them and be like, I know them. And then I'll look at their name tag and be like, but I don't recognize this name. And it's their uh, new pen name. Oh, gosh. That's, oh, it's hard enough to remember one name. <laughs> and I would see, I would be like, I'd seeing you and be like, I think her name's Kathy, but it says GS. Maybe I don't know her. I don't know. It's, it's, it's really funny. It's a little bit funny to, to have that, but that's, but they're meaning fans. So they have to be them, be their new name. Yes. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. this has been so interesting, Kathy, and we're so excited for you. And I think this is um, just a really great, you know, it's really inspiring because I think, well, uh, thank I think, you. I think it's, yeah, Kristen is, Kristen is kind of thinking about this and we both talked about this kind of daring each other to do it. <laughs> yeah yeah I just it's very appealing and yet uh yeah anyway so I loved hearing your story and your experience with this Kathy thank you so much for joining us and for sharing it oh absolutely thank you for having me and for being our uh first author to come back again repeat customer again <laughs> forever number one <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, and we'll see you soon. All right. Thanks so much. Bye. Well, I feel like she really demystified the process. I did not feel quite as scared of the idea of self-publishing after talking to her. Well, so refreshing. I mean, just that she she's such a professional, and she's so just personable that I felt like, yeah, it wasn't a great big beast scary weird thing but just you know what i have a story and i want to get it out and you know it doesn't fit the profile that my other books do and so here here people here's my story yeah i love that yeah and that's that feels really nice to me but again i think you have to ask yourself she must have asked herself you know what do i want from this yeah, there's a big question about what do you want, and then I think also the expectations that you have. So I think there are really some genres that sell very, very well, self-published. Um, ah. uh, definitely romance, and also I think science fiction and fantasy. Uh, but not every book, kind of book, sells really well. But it doesn't feel like Kathy has huge expectations 
or yeah. um, imagines that it's somehow going to hit some bestseller list. She just wanted to write it. She wanted to finish it off and see if there were readers out there for it. And I, that's really, that's really nice. It kind of gets back to sort of what is the point of writing? Yes. Know? Yes. I like that. Yeah. So it was lovely to see you and likewise, we might have a, another exciting guest in August. Yes, yes. I am looking forward to it already, but I'm so grateful to see you, Meredith, and to have had a chance to visit with Kathy. I look forward to the next time. See you then.